Hello and welcome to Reanimated, folks. This is the podcast about all things zombie undead, otherwise moldering in the grave. My name is Stuart. I'm one of your hosts. I'm in California on the western coast of the United States. And joining us from the eastern side of the United States is H.A. Conrad. Hello. Hello, hello. How are you? How's COVID treating you? UK? Um, you know, I'm definitely on the on the upswing, so that's good. Um, the fatigue is for reals, but that was the same the last time I had it, so I'm not really surprised about that. Um, stairs, but man, stairs are yep, tough. They are hard, <laughs> but definitely feeling a lot better, so that's good. Um, so you know, can't complain. It's you know, on the on the other side. So did you basically like just stay working but remotely while well, the whole yep. time you had COVID? Yep, pretty much. It's um, funny. It's funny how we've. I mean, I kind of I remember doing the same thing when I had COVID last year. It's like I think I took one day off. Yeah, I mean, it's I don't know. There was just so much going on, and I had just been on vacation, so a little hard to to be out for another week. Um, and it's not like I mean, I was pretty bad on Sunday, but like that was I would say the worst of it. So it wasn't, you know. I was on a bunch of Zooms and I, I think a few of those were kind of challenging, uh, but mm-hmm. but not there wasn't anything, you know, it wasn't it wasn't like I couldn't work, you know, and and quite frankly, it helped distract from feeling so miserable to some extent. <laughs> so that was probably a positive thing. Well, I'm glad you're on the mend um, because we need you. We need you on this wall today mm-hmm. to talk about Brain Freeze, the 2021 Canadian film. Yeah, I definitely have some brain freeze happening right now, for sure. Uh, yeah. No question. Uh, so, I, the, well, I'm sure with your <laughs> with your brain freeze, you probably don't have the answers to some of my questions about this production. You're usually my go-to. Yeah, but, um, I, didn't, I didn't do a ton. I'll own up. I'll own up. But yeah, I'm not sure. This feels like a, a passion product project by one Julien Nafo, the writer, director, and musical coordinator of I know, this film. I know. Um, but so yeah, this is a pretty hokey conceit for a zombie movie, but it's still because we're it, you know, we're genre fans. I, I still had a good time watching it. Um and it has, you know, it has the metaphor and everything going for it, too. So it kind of, at least for me, worked on at least one level. Um, a decent cast. Yeah. No, I mean, I think that overall there were some good things about it. Very, very, it definitely was, there were some very cheesy things going on and certainly some plot holes. But, um, you know, it it was what it was and it. Tried to to kind of be a sort of commentary, I guess, on class warfare, um, but I don't know that it fully succeeded in that. I don't know. Few things to talk about in this. Um, so, do you want to do you want to set up with the the sort of table setting with this? Um, well, I mean, our first scene, our cold open, if you will, to get right to it, is like dudes in biohazard suits spraying green liquid i guess or liquid with green bits in it on a field and then saying chuck up another win for is it biotech m yes yeah, the name of the like company they're, they're it's so they're setting up some uh scientific uh amorality some corporate greed um right and then, and- and then we we as we meet other characters we we see other sides of the coin as it were 
Yeah, and I, I mean, I think that the part that I was kind of like a little bored or, or kind of like yawny by was the, the idea that the thing, the, the sort of thing that was tying a lot together where it's trying to give you some exposition and some idea of certain things that are happening is the, you know, the the kind of tropey radio uh, host that is is doing all this commentary um so basically is just sort of being like oh those those rich folks out on peacock island want to golf during the winter like it seemed a little bit sloppy in terms of of boring in terms of like giving the sort of the background of where we were at um and that guy is present throughout the the entire show yeah the entire movie um and i don't know that it was used as well as it could have been like they have him interspersed in a couple of different parts in this. Um, and so no, it feels like know. everybody on the cast ends up talking to him at one point. Or right. And, but I don't know that that makes total sense. But, I, you know, what did you think of him? Well, he he's, uh, you know, he's supposed to be a conservative radio personality. Uh, he doesn't make any he doesn't hide his bias at all when he's talking. Uh, he seems to think that. Like it was, it was a little weird. Like in a way, he wasn't as bad as some uh, versions of that could have been. Right. Uh, but he, and there was no like story arc for his character. In the no, end, that's... you see him listening to the minister. That I, I assume it's the minister that he's been kind of hard with on the phone. Uh, the minister is basically expositioning how he has started the new world order, and this this radio d- DJ doesn't seem to be picking up on any of that and he's just kind of like looking at the the, the recording blankly so i kind of wanted him to have a comeuppance because of his uh bad yeah. takes on the radio or, but he never seemed to get one so or i wanted some kind of like mirror parallel so they have the the prime minister pick up the cup that has the company logo on and i was hoping to have the radio host do that and maybe he did oh. i don't think he did i never saw him he had like energy him. drinks around all yeah. over his desk yeah. i didn't see any i didn't see any like like corporate swag uh related to this company but i thought that that's where they were that honestly that's where i thought they were going with this is that that's what would tie together was that he was actually an agent of the corporation and that this was a coordinated um protocol that they had put together that he was actually working in tandem with the prime minister but i guess that's not what happened um i think it was just like a loose end that they didn't really know how to how to deal with at the end of the story Mm -hmm. which is it's not the worst thing to happen it's it's fine i guess it's just like what you get from that is really like maybe the most poignant part of his whole storyline is how dan who looks up to him so much is ultimately rejected and betrayed by him Right. So uh, like and that's kind of like, okay, the Dan's of the world don't, you know, don't believe the hype kind of, I think might be the the only message we're supposed to really take from his whole story arc and the fact that he's such a dick to Camila. Um, But yeah, but we're getting way, way out in front of. uh, But yeah, I I agree. That is one of the more interesting and sort of like dissatisfying, (laughs) unsatisfying parts of the story. I mean, there were good things about it, which I was sort of surprised that they didn't use it a little bit more effectively. So that was that was one thing. But um, but this is the the sort of background. You're hearing um, this radio host commentary as Dan is sort of driving through and we're sort of seeing the... We don't learn Dan's name until, I don't know, two-thirds of the way through the movie, Yeah, I feel no, like. 
Yeah, I just was just, just calling him Security Dad for half of the film. Yeah, well, I mean, he's Papa, Security Papa. Secu- like, sure. Um, but you know, he's he's in this security position. This is Peacock Island, which is an elitist community. Um, that you know, you're I guess- using you're using the radio DJ's uh, language there, but I mean, you well, can tell that well, it's very very fancy. It's it's fancy. It's got peacocks. It's got like gates. Um, it's got security. The the houses that they go by are very well to do, um, and even the sort of setting of everything is is very well to do. And they're, I mean, this is very tropey how they set it up. So even all the characters that they have, um, sort of that you're you're learning about here from like the owner or the the whatever he is of the golf course and the clientele of the golf course um plus the people in the community um aside from the people that are working there they feel you know like they're they're in a pretty posh uh area um and then you know we're introduced to to Dan and Andre and you know Andre is kind of like this kid that lives here in the community and he's very like into his phone disassociated um uh, generally um I think honestly one of the funnier scenes is the the first interaction that we know of between Andre and Dan where Andre's like biking through the community on his phone and Dan's like don't text and bike and he's like I'm not I'm watching a video (laughs) (laughs) um so you know he's just kind of Andre's kind of in his own little like world um and doesn't really know stuff around and he's got his little sister uh who's a little baby um and he lives with his like single mom and but they're they're well to do enough that they have like a a nanny um though she's not full time i guess um but um you know we see the the sort of main characters in this pretty quickly overall yeah uh we and it's meet- not a and it's not a huge cast honestly like other than no. the, the zombie extras I mean, there are a few, there's like a dozen people with lines, I guess, but most of them are not in the movie for very long. Really, it's it's Andre and and Dan uh, for the most part. And then there's a baby, <laughs> Annie, who is, does not seem to have a credit. I'm not sure and, there's a, and there is, we cannot forget, uh, Dan's daughter, Pat. Um, and yeah. we see a little bit of her at the beginning when he's driving her to work. Um, she doesn't get a huge amount of lines either. <laughs> no, not a huge amount of lines, but she's present. Um and you know we have like i think you get a good sense of dan just in these little interactions like mostly in what in the media that he's consuming and then you get some scenes of him going to his like survivalist house uh after work his first day of work Uh, but yeah you what's the most surprising thing about dan is obviously his hair yeah because he has that hat on most of the time you're like oh okay this guy's kind of like you know and then he takes off his hat and he's just got like all this hair everywhere you're like what Security dad, you have an unexpected amount of hair. Yeah, I know. And it's a lot. Uh, Yeah. So we're trying to like, you know, we know that something's about to go down. We've already seen the biohazard stuff happen in the very beginning. You have some scenes of rich people coming to try out the golf course that is now green despite the snow. And uh, we're, we're starting to see some signs of weirdness too like or at least there are videos there are uh clips of when the when the rich guy marcel hits a ball in the hole you go down into the ground and see the the molecules like spreading and getting into the drinking water and everything Mm -hmm. uh so you're like oh 
And they do follow that, you know, a little bit down the line when we see this, like, kind of, I don't even know what he's supposed to be. The 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 sort of guy talking to his lady friend. Um, Oh, yeah, he came out of nowhere. Yeah, I don't really know what he was supposed to be, but like anyway, he's just like a uh, he's a stand in for a rich guy who lives in this community who uh, that's his his mistress. Maybe he's going to her house. Maybe I don't know. Yeah, but he's like in a makeup chair talking to her, which I don't know. Yeah, we don't really know anything about this guy, except that he is talking in a lascivious way with this woman while there are people around him. and He doesn't care because he's rich. Uh, and then he goes to the store. Uh, I like which, the, the which, way that the they way, do the grocery store with all the water everywhere. Like water is ev- omnipresent the way that they're spritzing everything. And I thought those were un- unsettling and cool scenes. Right. But the most surprising to me is that this guy was actually going to go and do his shopping himself. Yeah, I guess. Given what we just learned about him. But cool, cool. Um, and I did like this scene where it's like you see the strawberries you see. And there it's like this this nice little contrast because um, this is like an organic grocery store and they're talking about all the healthy benefits of vegetables. Like that's sort of like a running commentary in the background. And then he's having a moment where he's clearly been infected by whatever this is. And I thought that that was kind of a nice um, transition into uh, showing where this movie is going. And so I thought that that whole scene and the way it was shot was pretty smart. Yeah, this so that is definitely what he's doing is he's the agent to show the audience how infection happens because it happens two other times after we see it happen to him. So because of how he goes through it, we are like when we see the mother have a dizzy spell later, we're like, oh, uh oh, when we see Dan later on have a dizzy spell, we're like, oh, okay. so this guy gets dizzy in the grocery store, which is your first clue. He's just like, oh, well, that was weird. But then like goes on with his day and go- goes to his girlfriend's house. But then the next time he has a spell, it's turned. He's turned. Also, yep. his teeth have gotten really green and slimy, <laughs> which yeah. is another interesting sort of effect. I, I liked I like that. Some of the some of the grass stuff, the dog was mm. not super convincing to me later on. Yeah, and it's, I mean, it's pretty fast, this transition, once I guess it reaches a certain level. Um, But um, it's, uh, you know, um, it's... I mean, from him drinking a glass of water in the makeup chair, which is what his source of infection was, you don't get the sense that it's more than an hour before he turns. Yeah, no, and then later on it's a lot more swift, or it feels like it's a little bit more swift. But um, although they stay, I guess they stay pretty consistent in this. It's. Um, I think a bite maybe does it even faster because the two the protocol protocol ladies turn extremely quickly. Yeah. Um. So anyway, he goes. He takes out his mistress really fast, and then they show. I mean, like. They show that he like gets into the tub with her and then they're both like kind of like chilling in the light um, and they show her eyes turn really quickly. So she's just had a big uh, chunk taken out of her neck. Yeah. Um, and look, I get that the the effect here, like with him, like attacking her, getting in the tub and then like spitting out what he had just <laughs> like, like he's not, you know, they're not doing this to, uh, you know, like eat brains, but they're doing this to basically just infect as many people as possible. So. Um, so I thought that was pretty well done. Um, and then you know what's going to happen or you can kind of predict what's going to happen with 
others and Andre and his mom, especially. Um, yeah. Especially when they start showing Yeah, basically it's in the drinking, it's in the tap water. Um, and so they have some nice, there's been this, this source of tension for Andre also that his mother came home from work late the day before. So he had to watch his little sister and he's not very good at it. No. Um, like he, yeah, he's frustrated by her crying. She's a little baby. Uh, he doesn't know how to make a bottle necessarily. He doesn't know how to definitely doesn't know how to do a diaper. Good grief. Um, yeah. And the next day, his mother goes to work. Camila couldn't get onto the island. Not entirely clear, other than just like elitist assholes. And why couldn't this woman get onto the island? Why was she pulled off the bus with some with another woman? But Camila yeah. doesn't make it onto the island. And we mostly see that from Dan inside Dan's truck, where he's talking to Patricia, right. his daughter. Right. And I mean, look, this is actually uh, there is like a theme in Quebec uh, that, you know, an anti-immigration theme. And uh, they've got a lot of things in place to protect their culture. Um, So there's a, you know, the rule about language. So if you go into any store in Quebec, it's like you have to speak French and you have to say hello and that they, they are legally required to speak French to you and they, they speak English, that's fine, but they have to speak French first. So, um, and some of that specific theme comes out, um, when Camila is talking to the radio host too, cause he's like, Oh, are you a real Quebecer? And, and so that particular theme I think is being played out when she's on the bridge, um, where I, I it isn't clear, as you said, they, it's like, they just don't seem to l- want to let her on. And, she's with like another friend too right yeah you get you could get the impression that it was the friend who maybe doesn't have the right to be on peacock island but camila clearly yeah we assume she does because she works for andre's mom uh and her not being able to be there is sets up a lot of what's going to happen with andre for the rest of this uh movie even though you know like the actual zombie outbreak doesn't really happen until much later in the or a little later in the day Right. It is still um, daylight when things really go sideways, but it's later. It's late in the day. Um, so she's she's not able to come to work. So Andre has to stay home from school, which his mom is fine with in order to look after his little sister. Uh, and she, yeah, so there's there, there's commentary here, obviously, that this woman uh, it works too much in quotes uh, and apparently just doesn't like there was a scene where Andre was looking at his phone the baby's pulling the tv off the i know the entertainment center and and you know he's more upset that she could have broken the tv as opposed to getting killed and right. it's you know foreshadowing for what happens later to his mom but uh like clearly the mother is is um falling short on her responsibilities so says the filmmaker in in these scenes and andre is like woefully inadequate also in in trying to uh, raise annie but luckily annie is the cutest little baby in the world thank you uh very smiley and so she she can't she can do no wrong we're also established here in some of these scenes around in these scenes maybe when the mom comes home and she's on her like elliptical she's telling andre to make a bottle but not to use tap water to use bottled water no, he so, does rinse out the bottle with the tap water. So I was like, eh, it's pretty oh, he did. I did I anyway, that. but whatevs. Uh, uh, and he's only drinking Coke. Like he's sick like of typical teenager. He only eats Coke and drinks Coke and eats potato chips. Mm-hmm. So he is uh he's safe. However, 
mom is making kale smoothies on the on the regular. Yep. Um, which is actually a pretty funny little callback later with Andre, <laughs> which yeah. I love. Yeah. Um but yeah, I mean it's interesting because like look, she's she's working pretty hard, or it sounds like it it's uh like I will say that the fact that Camila couldn't make it to the island and she doesn't come back to the house because so Andre can go to school and she's like, Oh, did you really want to go to school? And yeah. not not the best not the best actions here, um, from a parenting point of view. But, you know, she's also a single mom, so maybe there's some stuff happening. Um so, you know, it, there's this tension between the two of them, but you also have like her doing these like things that are supposed to be healthy and she's talking about getting the toxins out of her body. And there, I mean, she and Andre have these little sort of back and forth and he's like, well, maybe you should just relax. <laughs> and so, um, you know, before her, yeah. before her downfall, so to speak, she's basically doing all the things that she's trying to do to stay quote unquote healthy. Um, but given that she's into these like tap water infection or whatever it might be, it's sort of the polar opposite that happens yeah for, um, for all of his like being disassociated andre it feels like here at least in the dialogue is like you know mom i just want to spend more time with you if you weren't always at work or always working out maybe we could hang out more and it would be cool and maybe you should relax and take care of yourself and you know that would be great but the maybe this is where i feel like here it doesn't really feel like he has a relationship with his mother and maybe mm -hmm. that plays through because he's not super disturbed by what happens to her later he kind of just is, takes it but all in not, but not enough and and i do think that some of this is like trying to show why he's dissociated because he's really not getting a lot from her um and so i think that may could have potentially been written a little bit better but like you do see him trying to connect with her and getting pretty much soundly rebuffed um yeah. so um so anyway she we see her um sort of go through the trajectory of the infection. Yeah. Um, she has a I dizzy actually, spell and then she's passed out a little right. later. And on the I couch. actually thought this was really fun funny. Like they played the humor of this really well. Like as Andre's just like, did you eat too much kale or something like that? And like it, it she's kind of chasing him around the counter. Um and I and I thought that this was like just the gore the choreography of the scene was really well really well done because she like couldn't get to him, um, and it made sense. It didn't feel fake on that level, or I didn't feel like it did. It didn't yeah, he feel didn't fake. really feel like he was in peril either. You know, like it was almost well, the movie was was pulling its punches a little bit in this scene. It was, but like I also think that it took him a minute to sort of get, and even later when you know he, she's chasing him out of the house, he's just like, "What's wrong with you?" Like. He's just really a little, like, he takes it in stride, maybe a little too much, but Yeah, also... he's throwing quips at her while she's chasing him into the street. Right. Like, do you need some Xanax, you know? Uh, he's, yeah, he's just, he's yelling at her, and it's not like, Mommy, don't, don't try, don't hurt me. It's just, like, yep. jokes. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that's part of, I don't know, maybe, maybe the movie wouldn't have felt, maybe it would have felt too dark. If if yeah. we really looked at this with a close lens of a mother trying to kill her son, I mean we've yeah. done that whole movie with Nicolas Cage. Well, it's pretty it's pretty damn dark uh, when uh, you know she's chasing him across the street and she gets taken out by by Dan. Not a bad effect there. Yeah, pretty good. 
she she doesn't get completely killed by that though. She's just like got a one very broken leg. And uh Dan is like, Oh, you're the kid with the video on his bike and mm-hmm. go home and lock the door and just kind of drives off while a bunch of zombies are running around the corner. And Andre's left to drag his mom inside the garage, which he does. Like this is I guess where he's still committed to her. He's mm-hmm. he's trying to figure out how to how he can help her. So he does drag her into the garage and then kind of like you know, locks locks down the house. But it's interesting because Dan's just like, she's done. She's infected. Like, leave her alone, you know? And then we see later what he does with his own daughter. Yeah. Um. So I just thought, you know, so he's trying, Andre's trying to take care of business. He's taking care of his little sister, though, again, his little sister's crying and causing all this noise. And uh, I don't think suffocating with her with all the stuffed animals would. That was would messed have- up. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm glad like that, that they didn't they didn't dwell on that scene too long either. Although, mm-hmm. yeah, that's not the not the way to do that. I don't know. Like he could have moved her to a room that wasn't close to the front door. I guess. Right. You know? Um. So I mean, I think they're trying to show that the kid just doesn't know what to do and doesn't have necessarily the best brothering skills. But um, in any case, she's okay, folks. She's okay. <laughs> I mean, after this, he gets better at her yeah. at dealing with her where she becomes his priority as opposed to this mm-hmm. nuisance um because the next morning he's like oh are you, you hungry you want a bottle and he like goes and makes her bottle you know no problem we don't get any more diaper changing scenes so in theory he he's just still having it. to do that but we're not having to watch it um yeah. yeah so and and mom is now like he locked in the shower and gets under or locked in the bathroom and gets under the shower and is doing this thing that they that the zombies do, which is either soak up sunlight or sit in water. And uh he lures her with Kale into the living room where the TV destroys her. We've yep. also had some scenes of at the golf club where this guy, Michelle, who we don't really ever know his name, mm-hmm. who was like apparently in charge of the uh molecule spreading at the golf course and his part of Biotech M. Um has been doing this ride along with these rich folk. They get taken out and turned into zombies. Patricia runs into, she's a caddy at the golf club, Dan's daughter, and she runs into the cart garage. We feel like she might be safe, but then you hear a growl. And by the time, I mean, you know, they don't, by the time Dan gets to her, she's infected. And so he's Mm. just like carting her around the rest of the movie. Uh, Uh Yeah, we got to see him use his his combat shovel. Mm Mm-hmm. Pretty well. He's uh he's kind of a badass, is Dan. Um, but we yeah, that was that was that was too bad. Um and this guy Michelle is like in the clubhouse. We don't really see much of him until later in the film, like after Dan and Andre have hooked up again. Um and Andre makes this decision the following day to uh, like his phone runs out of batteries. I think that might be the main reason. <laughs> he's yeah. like, I gotta get out of here. And he makes a run for it out of the house. Uh, and he doesn't get... I mean, he gets far, but he is surrounded by the time he gets yep. to this grocery store. And yep. Dan, Dan suddenly is there and pulls him inside. And they only spend one night there. I think because they're trying to figure out what's happening. Um, you know, I don't, I'm not remembering exactly when the what the course of events is here, but Dan says, hey, you know what, we're going to go live in the woods and you could come too. I don't know if that happens in the grocery store or later. 
Do you recall? I think, was, I think it was in the grocery store, and he said he's been prepping for it for a while. Um, and he goes with you know with you and with Patricia, who's who's clearly infected. Um, yeah. So- that doesn't. I don't know how that. And and you know the part of the getting her getting her safely to different places is pretty funny because he's got like a basket over her head and everything. Yeah, she she reacts weirdly. Like sometimes she's super docile. Yeah. Sometimes she gets very aggressive, and they just kind of by the end she's just like a piece of furniture. They they're moving around mm-hmm. for the most part. Um. But you know, he's Andre's pretty good with with you know he and dan have an interesting bond that that is uh that is built during their their sort of escapades together and then the michelle guy back at the um golf course he is in contact with you know whoever the higher ups or the damage control of this company are um and so he's avoided everybody at this golf course like he's you know taken out one of the people that he was supposed to be escorting who had been infected um, and basically is sort of is like, you know, you have to come and rescue me um, and, you know, we need to do damage control. And they say, oh, we're going to do cleanup or whatever it is that they the say. Protocol. The protocol. Um, and so, you know, it isn't clear to me why Dan and Andre are like looking. I mean, they, they figure out that it's in the water, but it isn't clear to me like are they looking to like stop the source of this? Like it wasn't that part wasn't in- incredibly clear to me what their goal was. Yeah. Like this is when Dan makes his first call to his only, I guess, call to uh, the radio disc jockey who at first is like, Hey, it's always nice to talk to a fan. And then he's like, look, wait, you're on the Island and your daughter's infected. Why would I, why would anybody come and help you? Like, you know, you're, you're, you are a danger to the rest of us. Um, and Dan is like, oh, damn it. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, I mean, I think, I think Dan just wants to go and hide and Andre wants to find the source. And basically that's, that is like, what they basically say. Yeah. 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 And because uh, I, for some reason, Andre is realizing that unless they know the, exactly how infection spreads, they have no chance of getting out legitimately. He still thinks that somebody will help them out if if they can explain how it all works. But unfortunately, Patrick No, the DJ, somehow seems to persuade the government by the end of the film right. that they need to go in and do a full-scale assault. So this one radio disc jockey uh, is is responsible for kind of how All things of break down at the end. Yeah, that end, it seems like it's part of the new world order. Um, but yeah, Michelle, the inventor guy, is told to uh, like basically they're going to cover their tracks and somebody's going to come in and get him maybe. We're not sure, but then somebody does come to get them. Uh, while while Dan and Andre abandon the grocery store, not sure why they would, but they feel unsafe or they feel like they have to accomplish more. And they go to the water p- treatment plant because Dan, Dan's actually pretty insightful. He figures out that it's the water. Mm-hmm. And uh, so he's like, okay, because it's the water, we're going to go to the water treatment plant. So they do go there. But it's kind of a red herring. I don't think they really learn too much except for the fact that his daughter's arm falls off. Yep. And um, that they like to be underwater, the zombies. Yep. And and, and then uh, Andre finds Patricia's phone and is able to... I'm not sure. Like, the phone, like, he uses it at the end of the film to make his little, like, video. Videos and his stuff, yeah. But otherwise, it's not that useful. 
Mm. And Dan keeps yelling at him anytime he has a phone in his hand because there's also right. a subplot here that Dan doesn't know how phones work and yes. Andre has to show him. And he's like, there's a flashlight on this phone. And, and we're like, all right, it's 2021 when this movie was made. I don't think this is a huge leap for anybody, but maybe for Luddites like Dan. In While they are sort of figuring, trying to do the water plan and and eventually leading them to the golf course. In the meantime, the quote unquote protocol uh, is the uh, these twin assassin like cleaner women uh, Which, who are played by one person yep i mean that's um, probably not surprising no uh but they they are uh basically cleaning up around the the golf course and they have a bunch of stuff that they're doing it's i i guess they're trying to like just silence everybody and that's their intention so we see it's not just the infected that they're trying to get rid of but they're trying to like just clean up every single um person so that there's no witnesses um left yeah certainly by the end of the film they're they want to infect everybody Mm -hmm. uh not only so that they'll be killed by presumed by the government because they know that 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 step is coming down the road yeah but you know they try to infect they do infect everybody like Babies, um, children. Right. Dan, and then they're I, also, Dan, and then they're also lo- like loosing these sort of like uh, fungicide or something that's going to like kill the virus, um, which, you know, doesn't, it seems to work in different ways for different people. I guess it's if, if you haven't gotten too far down the line, it seems to reverse it. Um, yeah. At least it did for the baby and for Dan. Not right away, but yeah, it does eventually. Yeah. And and you know what? Nobody else other than Dan, yeah, they're not when that when when they step on that sphere in that struggle toward the end. The two blondes were in the smoke too, but they both got infected. So yeah, weird. that was that was weird. Andre know. never gets infected actually, um, and Annie re- uh, reverts. And Annie, you know, they feed her those little green globs to infect her and that's just i don't Terrible. know yeah it's messed up i mean i'm ho- hopefully those are really yummy for whoever played annie and they were just like <laughs> yummy little yummy little, little gummy uh thing. gummies yeah <laughs> um you know that scene where she's just sitting in the kitchen on the kitchen floor the kitchen is like there's carcasses of animals like you know, know for cooking. she's just in the middle of the floor <laughs> she's sitting on the floor just eating carrots off the floor i was like yep that checks out uh yep Yep. <laughs> and and Andre is really like, you know, worried about her and you know like He is, but like that chair fort he made for her to stay in was not It's not good. very secure, no, no. Um and so um you know ultimately Michelle is sort of the victim of his own protocol, um, because they just don't, they want to get rid of him too, because they really don't want anybody to talk. Um, his character is kind of unnecessary for this yeah I just didn't know I thought that was going to do something else I thought they were setting him up maybe to take the fall where it was going to like somehow be framed around him but that's not what happened they they just he's there to I guess represent biotech M on the ground to be the one that the rich people are saying hey thanks for this solution for our golfing needs but it doesn't really then he's like there he survives he's killed off by his own people Maybe it's just to show that they're mar- merciless. Yeah. But, you know, like kill, uh, infecting a baby on purpose also really gets that message across. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I feel like that was kind of a wasted opportunity 
to sh- they also are able to show that it's a conspiracy through his phone call. Mm-hmm. But it's yeah, I kind of wanted a little more out of him also to know his name yep. at any point. <laughs> yeah, I, um, I was just calling him inventor. And then the other part that didn't totally like, I guess maybe the how Camila knows Andre is still on the island and it's okay. Um, is that yeah. he sent out this video, but like the baby's infected, and so it was just kind of like you know the baby and, and you know Andre and the baby are like fleeing the uh, the government cleaners that they then send in because he sees that they're taking out everybody and indeed they even take out Dan um, who is okay actually um, yeah that was great. that was kind of sad obviously. it was I was hoping that they'd have a little reunion and that's not what happened um, and then randomly Andre ends up by the water and by happenstance Camila ends up right there to pick him up I mean we could guess that they'd gotten in touch with each other by phone maybe maybe but anyway um, and it's sort of like this, it sort of ends in, you know, we see the, the end scene that we had mentioned before with, um, uh, the, the radio commentator sort of watching the, the results of his work with the prime minister and that it's all like a, whatever, an M, uh, funded thing. Um, but Andre, like, you know, his sister's okay. He goes off with Camila, but. For whatever reason, he's still carrying that arm. I thought he was carrying it as evidence, right? And no, he just tosses it in the ocean. Why did he pick up the arm? I don't know. After like, like thought- he'd given it to Dan, they traded an arm for a shovel, and then he picked. He must go back into that room and f- to find the phone. He went to find the phone, and maybe he needed. He thought he needed the arm to reprogram the uh, uh, fingerprint. Okay. Maybe, but he could have just reprogrammed it and moved on with his day instead of. Carrying the arm, but I, the thought, arm I mean, I really thought that's what it was going to be was that he was like bringing it as evidence and then he tosses in the ocean and then, you know, we see where that they they left room for a sequel. So, <laughs> you know, um, I don't think this film's going to get a sequel. I just have a I don't sneaking think so suspicion. Either. Um, I don't think so either. It's, you know, like talking back through it, <laughs> there's not a whole lot here. I would say, though, that the effects were decent decent there was some there were some where they were actually pretty bad but it was i I forgive it because of the kind of movie it is yeah and i mean oh one thing i will say like i couldn't find a version of it that was just um wasn't overdubbed with english um Mm. so that annoyed me because i would much prefer to watch subtitles than oh i watched it in french Oh, weird. I tried to and it was it wouldn't let me do like it was like, oh, dubbed in English. And I'm like, great. Um, So anyway, that was. Yeah. I, but, yeah. Quebecois French is always so weird sounding to my oh, ears. It's, well, it's very different. Um, But, you know, that. I don't know. I, I look, I think if it's like you just want something kind of like a ridiculous light thing, I think it'll do the job. But I agree. There's not anything like super exciting or new in this in this film because Um, it's not actually scary at any point it's just disappointing (laughs) it's just it's frustrating in a few places it's like oh my god is the baby gonna be in trouble is the baby gonna get hurt they don't really you know the having a baby in a zombie movie is always like a point of fraught tension and they they use it a little bit but generally, they kind of stay away from that line of scariness. Honestly, the scariest part of this movie is when the TV on- almost falls on the baby. Yeah. 
<laughs> like it's or when he almost suffocates the baby like it has nothing to do with the zombies um i was thinking that at a few points in this you know the baby's like in a car that's supposedly surrounded by them and i don't know if they like were just doing sort of like tricky photography and hopefully the the zombie actors were just making goo goo faces at the little the baby actor in this but uh hopefully she doesn't suffer any long-term trauma from yeah. filming this film um but um but yeah i mean it's not it's not like a heavy film it's a light film but you know i don't it's not the worst thing i've ever seen certainly that's that's true but yeah, i don't know it's... that it has a ton to add you know yeah no it was uh it was entertaining enough um but i wouldn't yeah i think it's the the 4.9 that it has on imdb eh, it's about what it is it's about a four it's about yeah. a five out of ten did you like you know? the zombie makeup um, I thought it was pretty good. I mean, they do, uh, they they lean a little too much on the the green eye effect. Um, but I thought that a couple of the ones, especially in the plant, when they have the guy kind of overtaken, that guy was looked pretty good. The water treatment um, plant guy had yeah. a really good jaw. Yeah, yeah, he had a good jaw. Um, and there were a few. I didn't think that the dog effects were very good. Um, so you know, but I don't think it was. Again, this is it was fine. Um, and I think that they did a lot with what they had. So I have to applaud that. So. Yeah. Yeah, there were they needed a lot of effects for this film and they clearly didn't have, a, you know, a ton of money. And it shows sometimes, but when when they uh, but it does also work very well, especially when they use practical effects over their CGI budget. Next time, I think we're going to France. Um to talk about another film in a language that we are not completely fluent in. Um, <laughs> but that will be next week or next time on Reanimated. In the meantime, if you want to let us know if you saw Brain Freeze and thought that it was the best thing ever, let us know. You can email us at reanimatedpodcast at gmail.com. We're on Twitter, Reanimated PCAST, and our show notes. Well, not really our show notes. All of our episodes have been on uh, reanimated.podbean.com. So have a look at them there and listen. Uh, so, H.A., I hope you continue to recover. Oh, I will. It's all good. You know, it's the journey. It's the COVID journey now. What a fun so, journey it is. It is. It's, you know, it is. It's, it's what it is. <laughs> so, <laughs> improvement is good, though. Improvement is good. Cannot complain. And until next time, ciao. All righty. Bye for now.